Hey everybody, Do Less Podcast, you are now doing less with John and Jeff, welcome back, I haven't recorded an episode in a while, but we uh, we got some requests to do an episode about a very hot topic uh, due to a new documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, and we agreed, we thought that that would be a good topic to cover, so we actually just watched it, and we took some notes, and so we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I, I guess first off, Jeff, I'll ask you: Is it a is it a must watch? Would you would you consider the social dilemma on Netflix a must watch? Fuck this movie! <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, it's uh, if you're not familiar with like um, the business models of social media and um, sort of the the various practices going on there and how like they sort of monetize and how that whole system works, then I think this movie will be informative and a useful uh, way to spend your time. I think the acting in the movie is kind of terrible. They probably could have just left that out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, it is sort it is does sort of have one point of view uh, of social media. It's a very negative point of view of social media. There's not a lot of, positive things to say about it throughout the whole thing but i I think while it may not have been very novel to me because i already had a pretty good understanding of like how the business models of these companies worked um if you weren't aware of that like it's definitely a good use of your time um because Mm -hmm. i think it is important to sort of understand these things yeah i agree i think it is a it's a must uh it's a must watch in terms of the the lesson. You know, I think everybody in the whole country and the whole world needs to be aware of the lesson. I think this specific documentary is a is a may is probably a, a pass. I don't know. I think uh, I we'll get into some of the things ab- about this documentary uh, in particular. But if you're not familiar with the subject matter, then yeah, absolutely do whatever you can to make yourself aware of what. The, the thesis is, the thesis is, you know, you're on your phone and it's not just, that's not, that's not nothing. There's so, so much going on beyond just the, the simple scrolling. There's psychological hacks. There's addiction mechanisms of your social media, of your, um, the time that's spent on your phone that is tailoring the product to sit, to suck the most time from you as it can, and it, in doing so, it will actually manipulate you, especially if you're a, a um, <clears throat> if you're m- more manipulatable, like something, someone like a teenage girl, uh, it, there are like drastic effects that it can have on that person. But um, so I guess uh, what I'm trying to say in summary is that's a very important lesson, and I highly agree with teaching that lesson, educating people, but uh, I, I kind of have some some hang-ups about this <laughs> this particular um, this particular documentary. So uh, is there? So you you said Jeff um, how they treat the media co- the social media companies in this mm-hmm. documentary. Why don't you mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about um, how they're depicted and and if that if you deem that accurate. <laughs> Yeah, well, so it definitely has like sort of a one-sided perspective, like I said, and it 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 
it ba- views these uh, social media companies as basically doing more harm than good. I would argue, I would probably guess from the sentiment of this movie. Um, and I actually might agree with that in a, in a sense that, um, I mean, so like you might say that by definition, the fact that there's a market for it means the, there's more, it's bringing more value to the table than it's destroying in the sense that it's profitable. But I mean, I would say a society that's like addicted to heroin. Yes. Heroin is theoretically bringing value to that market in the sense that people are valuing the heroin, but I don't think that's like necessarily a good thing for a society to be addicted to heroin. So I, you know, I might actually agree with the premise that, um, currently we are allowing social media to negatively impact our mental health and how we interact with our friends and strangers online, um, is probably more depth, like we're not valuing enough how damaging it is to ourselves and therefore we are as a collective uh marketplace overvaluing uh social media um and i think we can correct that by how we uh decide to use it but um i would say this movie has a very like it treats them kind of like evil geniuses or like like kind of like the like the a bond villain or something like that and it's it just seems a bit hyperbolic to me um it it doesn't come off as a very yeah. reasoned uh you know let's present both sort of sides many perspectives on this issue it's kind of really one-sided and honestly the movie itself seems to engage in the very tactics it's it's criticizing where it's like it seems to you know try to use like emotional gut punches and like you know lots of like sinister music and like they throw in <laughs> acting and scenes in there that are very like sinister and like try to spook you and so it's like it's sort of trying to get an emotional rise out of you to convey something and that's exactly what it's sort of criticizing social media of doing so in that sense it's kind of a very hypocritical movie and i don't know i'm just not a big fan yeah. of this particular movie to be honest yeah um i love that point so this is a documentary, and some uh, a lot will probably say that it was a well-made documentary. Why is it a well-made documentary? Well, it made it really triggered emotional responses in you, and it made you want to watch until the end, and it made you want to, you know, it made you want to find out what what the you know what the people had to say, you know, all these things. It's like, well, they're literally saying in the documentary that that's manipulation. It's like yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you know. So are we gonna? So what Jeff and I are sitting here saying is not that to make a good documentary, you're a bad person. No, of course mm-hmm. not. It's a good doc. You know, if it's a good documentary, you want to watch it. You, it triggers emotional response, all that stuff. So why is it different from social media? You know, yes, social media is so much more effective at it. Like it's a, it's like probably the most effective, mm-hmm. you know, manipulation vector that exists known to man or whatever. But, um. It's it's born out of the same the same motives of making a documentary to make people feel an emotional response. Um, so it's like it's it's very disingenuous to attribute uh, these social media companies with evil. You know they're evil. That you know th- these are like criminals essentially because <laughs> right. of what they're doing to you. 
but meanwhile, we're actually going to make a documentary and we're going to make you feel that they're criminals. Like we're going <laughs> to, but we're not criminals for making you feel a certain way, but they make you feel a certain way. So, right. and like one of the things they talk about is like all these different apps are competing for your attention. Well, this movie is also competing for your attention. Right. It's like, literally Netflix. A lot of things just, compete for right. your attention. That's a lot of yeah. different business models are engaged in the competition for your attention. And so that's not in itself like trying to be the most provocative thing out there is just part of how you compete because if you're not provocative, you don't really get anyone's attention. Right. Um, and so it's not necessarily nefarious, uh, I think, to be provocative and interesting to people. Um, but like I said, um, there is valuable information in this movie if you if you were previously unaware. So, I mean, we can go – let's go into – um, essentially how the business model of a social media company works if you're mm-hmm. unfamiliar with it. Um, so something like Google, right? You don't pay for Google. So it's a free service. And to me, that's pretty awesome. I prob- I'm probably in the camp where if Google wanted to charge for its services, I would prefer the current business model than that if they charge me for it. So the way the business model mm. currently works is, uh, you know, I get Google for free and Google records a bunch of information about me, like what I search, you know, well, based, that's most of it, but like, you know, they have their email, your email and other stuff. Stuff too. you're interested in. Yeah. Right. Just what you're going to be doing, what you're going to be buying. <clears throat> right. And so they're just kind of, they're building a picture of essentially who you are, what your mood is, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason they're doing this, the reason they're trying to gather all this data on who you as are, are as a person and what you're interested in is because they're going, they're trying to sell that info or use that information to target you as efficiently as possible with advertisements. So their customer, you're not Google's customer because you don't pay Google. Google's customers are companies that advertise on Google and the way Google makes like 90% of its money is ads. So whenever you search something, the top two or four results now even are ads. And those ads- And you're saying are, Google, but it's also, this also applies for Facebook and yeah, this is, Twitter they're all and- Essentially the same it's business all, model. This is all the, the business model. <clears throat> right, right. They all engage in basically the same exact business model. Uh, Snap does the worst at it. They don't make any money, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Um, so essentially like if I'm a company and I want to advertise my business, I don't want to advertise to anyone that's never going to buy my product. Like if I, if, if I'm like a tampon company, I don't want to be advertising to any, any men at all. Right. That's an easy one to filter for. But the point is like, you can think of a million different like ways. Like if I'm a video game company. I want to be advertising to nerds. <laughs> I don't want to be advertising to anyone else. You know, like, so, because every person I advertise to that is like 0% chance of buying my product is a waste of my ad, ad money. And so what Google has done is they've eliminated tons of waste in the advertising industry. Previously, before Google, you, you were not able to target your advertisements like this. So like, if I was a business, I would buy an ad and like, I mean, you could still sort of do it. Like you could put your ads with a certain TV program and that would sort of filter. Like if it was like a sci-fi show, maybe that's a better 
sort of market for what you're doing or if it's like the news maybe you can like advertise like prescription drugs or something because usually older people watch that (laughs) but like essentially Mm -hmm. all these different mediums are doing is like filtering groups of people out for you that companies may or may not want to advertise to and social media has done this the best of anyone yeah i really um I, I really want to stress the point you made because uh, it's kind of my biggest, t- one of my biggest takeaways from this whole conversation. It's like, give give people the choice, right? So, so mm-hmm. the movie was, was focused on the fact that we don't have this choice. Like these are, j- these companies are just doing this to us. They're just mm-hmm. taking our attention and our, they're just, you know, manipulating us without our consent, right? That's kind of the, what the message. My, my idea is, if you're an adult reading that or hearing <laughs> that, you know, you should be saying to, to, as an adult, I don't like that. I'm going to make a decision that's not going to, you know, I, I, you know, you should do an audit of your time on these, on these apps, <laughs> right. on these apps. <clears throat> you think about it. Am I spending time on these? Do I want to be spending time? Do I want to be spending 10, 15, 20 hours a week on these apps? Yes. You know, then you're an adult and you can do that. No. <laughs> then, then dial it back. It's up to you. It, right. Also, for adults, you should be thinking: Are my kids using it for these amount of times? You know, it, are they using it the way I want them to? Are they learning? Are they benefiting? Are they just comparing their likes that they get to their to their friend in in a kind of a zero sum, like bashing their head against a wall, kind of you know, not not um, beneficial manner. You know, stuff like that. Like you as an adult should be going through these decisions. And, and making and making that choice. I think that there's something to be said about, oh, are they doing it without, like, advertising? Like, the fact that Google doesn't come out and say, like, oh, by the way, we, you don't know this about us, but we have all our information about you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you could not like that, but the, the fact is, the matter now is, you know that now. Right. And like Jeff was saying, you should be able to make a choice. Like, like he said, if I know this about Google, which I do, I know how they make money off of me, but I get all this stuff for free. I get this <laughs> lightning fast search. I get this doc document functionality, like basically mm-hmm. Excel for free. I get call, you know, through Google, um, like Hangouts. Mm-hmm. I get <laughs> storage on, with our drive. It's like, that's a lot of efficiency for me. Email. S- email, yeah, I use their Gmail. It's like, I don't have to pay for any of that. Yeah, they know more about me. So I'm probably going to get some ads that are more targeted to me than I otherwise would have gotten. You know what I mean? So I can actually make that, that choice as an adult. It's like, oh, I think I'm being manipulated a little bit. Okay, I'm going to dial back my notifications from Gmail. You know, I'll turn those off on my phone, for example. Like there are mm-hmm. things you can do that c- can reestablish yourself as the decision maker in this relationship mm-hmm. where you're not just being this mindlessly manipulated sheep, <laughs> right? you as an adult can make that decision. And I think that's the important part. It's not important to make them out to seem evil because they're trying to earn a profit. Like, I, right. I think that's so missing the point. Like, the, the point is not to hate Google <laughs> for helping you, you know, and right. taking some money and some profits in the process. It's appreciate them for what they've done, but also understand the, 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 the real drawbacks that you may not have understood to date. And then, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then write, writing that relationship in a way that you, you deem beneficial to you. Right. And like, so one of the points I feel like this movie is trying to make is that this business model is 
a bad one, a dangerous one, and that we need to basically ban this business model. And that seems like counterproductive to me because I think most people would rather have these companies collect data on them, information about them, and use that to target advertisements than they would pay for them. So you're basically taking that option away from people. And the way I know people would probably choose that is because there have been companies that have said, we're not going to collect any data on you, but because we did not doing that, you have to pay us because otherwise we can't make money, right? Like if they're not selling advertisements that are tar, I mean, they could sell untargeted ads, but that's not like a very competitive right. <laughs> business model, obviously, because the targeted ads are more valuable. And so like those companies that are not selling targeted ads, they're probably not making as much profit and therefore not able to customize the experience or make the experience as like awesome as they possibly can, like something like Google or whatever can and like make it just very engaging. Um, and then the, the strict alternative, if you want no advertisements at all, like then you'd have to pay for it. And like, no one does that. I've never met a single person that pays for any sort of social media or like tech company. <laughs> like, I just don't know anyone that does that. So it's like, to me, it like, the, I think we know someone is, who we know someone who paid for Tinder. <laughs> that's that's true. We do know someone who did that. <laughs> but like, um, you know, we sort of uh, we we have already sort of made this decision. Granted, I think a lot of people are unaware of the business model, and maybe that may affect some people's decisions. Um, but honestly, like, I don't really care if people have all this data on me because all they're doing is trying to sell me products with it. Like I do have a problem if they're selling it to the government because then they're essentially using our tax money to spy on us. And that is not something I'm comfortable with, but um, you know, that's yeah, a different to, story. I, I would add, I would clarify. Um, I would, I would say uh, all things equal, I would prefer them to have less data on me, like prefer others to have less data. But mm -hmm. in scenarios where I can actually benefit, I don't mind them un like seeing how long I'm looking at this website or that link or the right. clicking through it. You know, just stuff like that. Like, so just you just got to be aware that that's the trade off. And once you once you are aware of that, then you you will. I'm. I'm almost certain you will browse differently than you otherwise would have, um, right. but you're you're in more control. And as an adult, you should be seeking that control over your own life. Right. Um, and if you know that they're trying to like get you addicted, and they're trying to like their whole goal is to maximize the amount of time you spend on the app. They're trying to outrage you. They're trying to get a gut reaction out of you. Like when you're aware of mm -hmm. that, it kind of liberates you from it a little bit better. Like if you're mindful of it, it's harder for them to like have that sort of effect on you and then you can sort of get enjoy the product without necessarily you're basically being subsidized by all the people who are <laughs> being manipulated by it um yeah but like i don't know like something like twitter i think is a great engine for information and you know i i just don't engage in all the the bs of twitter like it's just like but it's like there's all these people who i know their perspective and I know their biases and their 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 point of view and where they're coming from. And so being able to just have like, you know, a rainbow of uh, different perspectives and opinions uh, 
like bringing information to me, I think is an incredibly valuable way to to sort of absorb information. And if I have an aware, if I'm aware, like every time Twitter notifies me that they're just trying to like get me to get back on the app, well, if I'm aware of that, like they can't, it, you know, it can't really mm-hmm. affect me. So it's like I can still get the value of this product without it necessarily negatively impacting my life. Mm-hmm. A great resource um, that I would recommend, uh, maybe even in lieu of this documentary, if you're mm-hmm. looking for something, some further information, would be uh, a book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Um, it goes over basically a, a lot of these dangers that we're outlining and that the documentary outlines. Um, mm-hmm. And it really has this rigorous... Uh, it has a rigorous um, remedy that you can kind of apply. It's one of which is like, uh, or part of which is like a digital cleanse where you do like, no, like literally no social media for like 30 days. And it's like, you, you, you know, so I did, I did that. And you realize just like how freaking, how little you need to, <laughs> like for example, mm-hmm. on Facebook, like I, a good period of my life, I was spending time on Facebook, probably like you know, substantial hours per week, five hours, six hours per week on Facebook, scrolling through timeline, just looking at pictures of people that I haven't seen since high school, but I feel like I'm connected to, even though I'm just seeing pictures of them. Um, and I and I cut it down after that after that digital media cleanse of not using uh, Facebook for a whole month. I like don't use Facebook more than 15 minutes a week now. Like mm-hmm. the, the nice thing about Facebook is how effective they are at getting information to you you can take advantage of that and if you log on for 15 minutes a week you get all of the updates like they'll literally compile 20 updates you'll get 20 notifications you go through those and you'll pretty much hit 80 percent of like what otherwise would have brought you value because <laughs> they already right. know about you so i'm like that i'm getting just as probably like marginally less benefit from facebook you know i might miss this or that here or there you know stuff that i don't I might have like commented on or cared about, um, but it, but rather than hours per week, I'm spending 15 minutes a week. You know, so right. so that I've I've shifted the trade off. So, so now I can see like stuff. I can see these updates, but it's not taking hours and hours of my time. So I, that's a good example that I actually garnered from reading digital minimalism from Cal Newport. Yeah, and I think an analogy I think is probably a pretty good analogy is like the analogy to cigarettes. Um, you know, except I think social media actually has much more upside than cigarettes. Like I think there's way more, uh, benefits than cigarettes, but like, just, just, I think it's still like a pretty decent analogy when cigarettes sort of first, uh, came out, people had no clue about the negative health effects of cigarettes. It's just like, no, no one had any idea and everyone smoked everywhere all the time. And just people had no clue it was bad for you. Um, and then people started to realize it was terrible for your health. And then I would argue that that understanding of how it impacts your health more than anything else has contributed to the decline in cigarette usage. Um, and like more and more like private businesses will be like, this is a non-smoking. And that's just the profitable decision to make because it's, there's more non-smokers than smokers now. Whereas like it used to be mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone smoked. So they would, you know, 
it was better to let people smoke inside. And essentially, like, I, I, I still think you should give people the option to, to smoke cigarettes because it can be sort of like a stress reliever. Like, there's this classic sort of cliche in movies where some straight edge kind of person, like a mom or something, will be, you know, just the world will be overwhelming. Like, maybe she lost her job and then her kids are being a nightmare and just, like, feels like the whole world's just, like, weighing on her shoulders and she'll just, like, go outside she'll be like, I need a cigarette, you know, and just, like, she'll, like, go get a cigarette and smoke her and she'll just, in that moment, have a little bit of peace. And, you know, do I want to take that away from people just because they can be abused? Um, no, I want people to actually have the option to use them if they want to use them or not use them if they don't want to use them. As so long as they understand, you know, the negative health uh, effects of a cigarette. Yeah, I really do agree with that example. Because um, I think the prescription is like the exact same. Because what I would say to someone who's a heavy social media user, the same mm -hmm. as a heavy smoker, I would say, you know, you should cut it out. Like if you can't mm -hmm. handle if you can't handle that exposure, just cut it out of your life. And then don't right. worry, you know, just like do whatever you can to just cut it out. But if you can use it in a small amount and control yourself, you mm -hmm. might actually be a lot happier with your life, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I would, I, yeah, so I really do agree with that example. Um, yeah, and, I mean, or you could use the example of like uh, like alcohol. Like some people just have to cut it out of their lives entirely because they, they right. just know they're not capable of, of ha having it in moderation. And like... You know, that's right. just something you have to learn about yourself and, and, and understand about yourself. And yeah, that can be difficult, but I don't want to just remove people's optionality just because I sort of have this conception that I know it's best for everyone because I don't think I know it's best for everyone. And I don't think anyone does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess the next p part of the movie that I would actually call out is Something that I think is, um, uh, that I actually really disagree with the documentary. Uh, the way they framed the, their argument was like, or like one of their arguments was, we've never had this much social media before. And also we have a high amount of social unrest now. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're framing it as because of the social media, there is social unrest, which I think is very much a disingenuous argument and the reason is um i think th I, I do agree that the social unrest that we, we we do see is higher than other points of history you know I, I don't think it's i don't think it's um hard to agree with that and i don't think it's hard to agree with the fact that we have you know the social media aspect that's higher than ever in you know human history and I do think that I could draw the line and say that social media has an impact on social unrest, but I would not say that it's because of the social media. Like there's other <laughs> right. periods of history where there's social unrest, they didn't have Facebook. You know, so you I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to say that's like look at all this. We have crumbling democracy. We have people out in the streets rioting. It's like. And now notice that Facebook has completely manipulated everyone. <laughs> Does that make you want to stop using Facebook? It's like, okay, wait a minute, stop. <laughs> I, there are there are a lot of reasons why people are upset, and I don't think that you can just point to social media as the uh, 
as the reason why people are out there upset. Yeah, I think that's, I agree. That's like a very trivial argument to be like, look, unrest, what else is new? Social media is new, yeah. and that's a factor. And it's like, okay, it might be a factor, but it's definitely not the sole contributor like this sort of movie frames it out to be. Uh, and right. part of that is it, but- it talks about like uh, fake news. Like there's all this fake news now. And I guess sort of the implication of that is we need people to be curators of what is truth. And that is something I am very uncomfortable with. Uh, I bet you can yeah. talk more about that, Chuck. Yeah. Um, well, so what, one thing I would I would add to what I was saying earlier was, um, like, you can point to things like, for example, Jonathan Haidt was in the documentary. And he said mm-hmm. uh, in 2011, you can see an uptick of uh, Facebook, or you can see an uptick of, you know, females ages 12 to 18 or whatever that are hospitalized mm-hmm. due to, you know, self-harm, you know, mm-hmm. as a direct, and you could say like, oh, during that time, there's also an uptick of social media use. So stuff like that, I'm less, you know, you can actually point to data and say like, and and, the, and these girls are like quoting, you know, Snapchat filters. It's like, oh, this is what, what lends to my body dysmorphia. And so, so stuff like that, it's like, okay. There's definitely a, a logical progression there, but just just like saying like oh politics are freaking rampant, right? And saying oh it's because you're on your circle and your social media and that's why it's more. It's like no, it's not just that. Like there's so many other things and there's so. I would say a lot of the, the stuff is more born out of just like a a more broader economic landscape than mm-hmm. just like a, a a certain technology sector influence than. I think that's very narrow-minded, um, but yeah, I I agree with what you're saying that to play uh, to 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 say who is to say who is the one that's going to be the curator of the truth is to say that there's a body that knows the truth and other people don't know the truth <laughs> when right. it's literally you can't have um, you can't have like objectivity in conveying info like literally like so let's take an example so if if you hear that and you say you kind of don't really believe me. You say, oh, there's like, um, there, there is objectivity. Like, I believe that there is objectivity and I believe that there are certain news sources that I subscribe to and they're objective. Well, no, listen, if you were to, if you were to say, I have three things I want to convey and I'm going to say A, B, and then C. Well, the fact that you said A, B, and then C is different. It's, it's different than saying B than A than C, which is different than saying C than B than A. Like just the the manner in which you you present facts is it's itself you've you've introduced a subjectivity, right? You've right. created a a logical progression. Oh, this is the way I want to. Even if you're saying in your mind, oh, I'm just being arbitrary, right? You that, right. that that arbitrariness has is the thing that detracted from your objectivity. You've now become subjective through this arbitrary mechanism but it's subjective nonetheless like right. you literally cannot be objective when project when presenting any kind of uh ideological argument or facts or uh, or source yeah and like um a lot of, you hear a lot of people saying oh we need unbiased news we need just news that just sticks to the facts and to me this is like a preposterous thing to say because you know, if I was to give you the news of the day, you know, 
a lot of stuff happened this day. There's 7 billion people on this planet. There's all sorts of natural processes happening all day long. Like, there's no shortage of information. Information is everywhere. But to basically collect just a few things together and say this is what's important of the day is in itself bias, right? If like, if I told you the news for the day and I was like, I had three hard boiled eggs this morning and then uh, it rained in Sacramento <laughs> and like what a useless set of facts that would be for anyone. Like we all know that would be a terrible set of news stories, <laughs> right. you know, but the idea that like. I'm trying to read the news from Jeff and his Twitter feed. Is, it's really good, but I just have to s- s- scroll through all this stuff about hard boiled eggs. I just can't get the stuff that I need. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like the very act of like curating newsworthy information exactly, is in yeah. itself biased because you're making a conscious choice of what is important and what people need to hear about. So there is no such thing as unbiased news. Uh, I mean, news could be less partisan. That could be a thing that could be like, and that's pretty easy to do is like you just get information from different sides of the political aisle. It's not really that hard to fix that problem. I just uh, I just think like the the fact that people are like like clamoring for this unbiased information source like and they imagine that that existed in the past somehow it's like no there there was never such a thing as unbiased information like it's just it's it doesn't exist so I don't know. I think it's kind of silly to go down that sort of path Yeah I'm trying to think of an analogy of where like um I don't know. To me, it's just like there's a lot of stuff hurling around and it's like, oh, I want to go control everything that's hurling around, like all of the all of the particular out there. Like if you're in outer space, like if there's you're trying to fly through an asteroid belt, it's like, oh, I'm going to go and study each and every single rock that's in outer space that I will come within, <laughs> you know, a light year within every single rock, analyze a trajectory and then I'm going to plan my path. It's like, okay, that's really tough. Or you could just, if there's some way that you could just make your your craft like extremely mm-hmm. indestructible, it's like that's right. way more marginally beneficial. <laughs> I think the same thing is true of information discourse. Like you can just, you can say it's noble to go around and, and um, I don't know the word, you know, like uh, temper all of the information and just make sure it's like filtered and, and you know, if, uh, again, we, we we say the lens of objectivity is is just at its face a fallacy. Like you can't have that objective source. But if you're going to try to cl- to try to uh, scrape all the news w- through that lens, like you're gonna be very busy. Like it's gonna take forever. <laughs> or you could just convince people to to read news with a mm-hmm. you know with an open mind, unbiased. You know, understand your sources, understand where things are coming from. And I I feel like that's a much more marginally beneficial approach to. Prevent, prevent preventing people from being uh, biased from what they read. It's like don't. It's like much more effective to like teach people to not read every take everything they read as as you know mind altering new information and just like ah oh, this is the Babylon B. So <laughs> just take that for a grain of salt. I, it's probably not true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I agree. It's definitely much more effective to teach people to be robust and critical thinking than it is to try to 
I mean, the whole notion is actually completely preposterous. Like, so your argument is that, like, you know, there's these social media companies or bots or just random people or clubs or think tanks that are out there trying to manipulate you and give specific information to you so that you think a certain way. So what we need to do is get someone out there to take all that information and scrub it through them and present you the information that that person wants. And then that way we're all better off. It's like you're doing exactly what you're, 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 you have a problem with in the first place. You're, you're putting, you're manipulating people just through a lens that you agree with. And so right. like, this is so, it's such a, a garbage argument as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. That like, we need this like, m- you know, omnipotent, truth seeker out there because it just doesn't exist you know Mm -hmm. the 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 process of finding truth is difficult it's it's an iterative you know decentralized process that we all engage in all the time and the idea that we can just have this central you know deity that can just find truth for all of us is just uh it's a it's a fantasy Mm -hmm. um all right so I guess the interesting part about the end of this documentary was like the credits it was like mm-hmm. talking about this stuff like don't believe everything you read and and mm-hmm. and and monitor what your kids are doing on social media. like actually taking like a um the real agency of trying to 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 address this problem the way we're kind of talking about now but that wasn't actually the presented <laughs> uh solution in the documentary Basically, the last appendix. <laughs> fifteen minutes. Yeah, the appendix was like, yeah, this is awesome. But the the kind of the conclusion or like the the moving forward, the steps uh, of from the documentary was like the opposite. It's like um, we need to pr- protect people by regulating these, you know, evil corporate, <laughs> uh, you know, profit greedy seeker. You know. Yeah. So, Did you guys know that they're designing algorithms? specifically to make more money <laughs> yeah it's like what that, that was literally like the woman with like the blue hair in the documentary like she had like a line that was literally like i'm not even lying verbatim it's like there when you have a corporation that's designing an algorithm for their businesses that is now a corporate incentive algorithm or something it's just like <laughs> oh these dirty these dirty buzzwords are like gonna scare people we have to regulate these uh these companies so it's like you know, we, I I just couldn't disagree with that. And you, if you're listening to this, you probably understand why at this point. We I think it, it's become clear why. But uh, regulating is not as efficient as as uh, empowering the individual the individual users. And also, these companies want to get regulated. Make no mistake, regulation is good for yeah. big business. Big business loves regulation. Like right. the idea, because do you think they don't have a hand? in the drawing up of these this legislation they make tons of money they have a huge incentive to be in a part of the drawing of the legislation that's going to come down to regulate them like they're going to be working with the politicians to write up the legislation to regulate them and what that legislation is going to do is going to keep competitors out that's mm-hmm. all it's going to do that's always the what happens with regulation because the people that are inside the industry already making a profit, they know how to work with the regulation and meet those compliance costs and have 
the economies of scale to handle the regulation. It's the competitors that won't be able to do that. And they're going to keep the competition out. And it's just going to make those products worse because there's going to be less competition available. Like, I I think most people prefer Instagram as like the photo sharing app over Facebook at this point, right? And so I think a lot of people would be sad if Instagram never came to exist because Facebook, we just decided Facebook's our thing. We're going with Facebook. We're just going to regulate it, make sure it's not doing anything doing any funny business and then we're just we're we're stuck with facebook forever like no one even only only like old people use facebook now and like, yeah. like most people have already gotten rid of facebook yeah not long before uh the government regulation of facebook <laughs> includes something like at birth when your state issued facebook account <laughs> is created <laughs> yeah no that's a little bit extreme but yeah that's i mean that's that's the progression of like how it works. It's like, yeah. Oh, we're going to regulate it. But by regulating, we're putting into pen or we're penning into law, this rigorous, you know, anti-competitive measures for, you know, any, any upstart. So it would be. Um, right. And like, there's competitors out there right now. There's a decently profitable company, I think called DuckDuckGo, And they don't, they don't sell targeted ads. They just sell, you know, basically keyword ads. So like they're not keeping track of you. It's just if you search a keyword, they're going to like sell you an ad, like they're going to have advertisements based on those keywords. And so they don't collect any data on you and you could just use DuckDuckGo instead of Google if you don't like them tracking you. And it's like, here's competition providing you the solution. Go use it. You know, it's like if people don't like DuckDuckGo, I don't want to force them to use DuckDuckGo. If people like Google, then I'm not going to step get in their way and tell them what to use. Because essentially, if you're writing up the legislation and saying you're not allowed to track data, well, then Google is going to become DuckDuckGo. And so it's like right. now we have all this product that most people are just actually not that interested in. They'd rather have mm-hmm. Google. They think it's a better product. And so it's like I'm not interested in taking optionality away from people. Um, I don't think that's a good thing to do. I don't really see any merit in doing that. Right. If for no other reason than you just don't understand the second order consequence, you know what I mean? Like, right. oh, yeah, yeah, there's a very clear first order, so we must do it, is such a short line of thinking. Like, you have to <laughs> at least say, there could be a second order from this this decision that mm-hmm. wouldn't be beneficial for the market, and therefore right. we would actually all be worse off. It, just the ability to make that connection is is not being done today. Like, people don't think that way. And right. we here at Do Less are going to make you think that way <laughs> if you keep listening to us. <laughs> right. Um, and so, like, it's funny. Like, they always talk about, okay, we have the social media problem, right? Like, what do we do? Uh, the answer is we don't do anything. In fact, all of us can just do less. We just go on the apps a little bit <laughs> yeah. less, and right. that's it. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. There is one thing, um, and that's another point about the this conversation that uh, – we had a note about it's like um the 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 documentary really spends a lot of time like personifying these companies and like the algorithms like there there's a literal personification of the algorithm like this like this like operation room with like these three people that are you know the this evil intelligence that's like oh we got to swipe him inundate him with stuff he's gonna like to watch and then you know, slipping these ads. Oh yeah, we sold it for three cents. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Like they're just like 
they're chuckling to themselves. And like and like, like the people talking, just the way they talk, it's like, oh, they have these algorithms and the people that are sitting there, they can turn a knob and the algorithm does this and they turn a knob. And just, it's just like, it's a very personified, um, well, the algorithms become very personified. And there's also a, a very much a attribution of intentionality of this, of malice kind of. Mm -hmm. It's like, not only do they make a lot of money, but how did they do it? They got together in a room one day and they said, <laughs> These stupid people. Let's take all their. It's not enough to make money off them. Let's actually take their their more. You know, let's take their soul and and suck them into these. It's like, all right, you lost me. Like I I have friends that work for Facebook that work for you know these big companies that work for, um you know I meet people all the time. I work for like Snapchat or whatever. It's like these people. They're just people, right? They're just people, <laughs> and not to say that there's not you know, in the name of greed and in the name of making profit, you know, there are definitely morally not great, you know, they're morally, uh, I would, uh, you know, yeah, just like not good moral arguments for some of the things they do, these, the decisions they make. But it's never, like, I would not go so far as to say as these people are evil for doing that. They're just making a product and they're doing what, like, I think what, what we can attribute this to much simply much more simply is like you have an algorithm that sells eleven thousand dollars of ads and it did this method and you have another algorithm that sold six thousand dollars of ads and it did this method so go with the eleven thousand it's like well what <laughs> right. is the algorithm doing oh well it's actually targeting tampons to females or whatever you know it's something like it's like oh and how do you get females it's like oh you you show them this and that that females are interested in. it's just like Okay, that's very logically, you know, we can make money off right. that. Good, run that algorithm. It's just like there's not people. It's like, you know, that 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 step that step too far, you know, or that argument is like a is a street too far. Um, what am I say? A bridge too far to say right. that it's like, oh, that's actually evil that they 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 sat down and they decided to do this and they pulled it over on us. <laughs> yeah, I think like Occam's razor is like just a a, a great heuristic where it's just don't attribute malice to anything that you can attribute to i mean in this case it's not even stupidity it's actually the, it's it's competence actually for <laughs> they're building a better product that makes more money but like there's no reason to just attribute straight up malice to it right um i, do, I don't mean to get pedantic i think occam's razor is actually uh that was it hamlin hamlin's hamlin's razor hamlin's razor, razor is Whatever. the is the one you're talking not this to be occam's Occam's no, razor no, is fair. the simplest solution uh, is, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. is the one that you should, um, or you can't make a logical argument that would suggest that anything but the simplest, uh, the simplest, uh, attribution of. Right. And uh, I mean, it's, like the, <clears throat> I think that applies here as well. Like, is it that like all these people got together and in secret, like conspired to control the world or is it just like. They're following financial incentives. Like right. that's the simpler explanation. Um, and so they, I honestly, they both apply in this situation. And right. the point is like they, they hype up these algorithms. Like they're these like spooky, like nefarious, like things that are going to control our whole society. And the reality is they're basically just like linear regressions and grouping functions where it's like, you know, here's clusters of people, group them based on interests, and we'll sell ads to those groups. Like, they're, they're really not that complicated. You could, you could understand these algorithms, like, you know, pretty easily if you just 
read a few things on Wikipedia. They're, they're really like not that complex. And uh, right. all they're trying to do is just better identify your interests and engage you, keep you on the platform longer. And like we said, that can have negative um, impacts on your mental health and you should be aware of that. But the idea that there's this like personified evil in these algorithms that it's like they're just trying to outrage this. It's like, I mean, if outraging you gets you to use the app longer, then yeah, maybe it will try to piss you off. But like if outraging <laughs> doesn't get you to use the app longer, then it's not going to do that. It's just trying to get you mm-hmm. to use the app longer. Uh, and that's all mm-hmm. it's doing. Um, so, yeah, I I think there's a, a bit of a funny business going on there. They're definitely hyperbolic uh, by the by the documentary uh, on that part, I would say. Yeah. So, um, something that I don't even, I don't think they even cover this in the documentary. I don't really remember. Um, but it, I, it's a good point that you had, um, or that we talked about before this was like, there are, and like, this is completely not part of this conversation at all, but like there are pot, there are just simply positives of social media. Like <laughs> there's just like things that people do today that couldn't have been done before without social media. It's like, that should be talked about. Like, it's like, oh, we're trying to regulate this. We're trying to get this to, to not work this way. It's like, well, there are people that have like whole entire jobs based on the fact that they can that they can game this system, that they can actually put something out there that's gonna like uh, that's gonna make you want to click on it. Like, mm-hmm. and good for them. Like, they're making money that way. Like, they're selling their product <laughs> for their their business, and their business is doing better. Like, like there's so many people that are benefiting. And yes, there's there are negative externalities. But but to just to throw out the baby with the bathwater and say we want to we want to address these negative externalities without even like saying yeah by the way social media makes it a, a lot of a lot better in a lot of different areas like it's it's a uh, it's not doing the logical due diligence due diligence uh, and I would say it cannot be understated how amazing it is for new companies like startup companies growing companies to be able to cost effectively target their market. Like being able to advertise to the exact market you're looking for at a low price for new businesses is so important and so helpful for like new startups to succeed. And so there is a huge positive sum um, effect of these social media apps in that they're allowing they're reducing lots of waste spent on advertising so that it can be just done more effectively and for a lower cost. And like, you know, to just completely ignore that benefit, I think it's, it's, you know, it's just unfair of this movie. I think it's very, it's just very one-sided. Um, you know, there's value to it, but ultimately I just, uh, not a fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so, um, Go ahead and like and share this uh, podcast on social media. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Twitter. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I'll be posting Jeff, yeah. some shirtless pics on Instagram. You can check out those too. Yeah. Right. Um, we are <laughs> slaves to those likes. So make sure you come through and give us that sweet, sweet like. That we so desperately need <laughs> in today's day and age. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about? Um, I think we got. I think we covered basically all we wanted to. Yeah, I mean, 
so if this um, if anything we said here today is news to you, maybe, you know, maybe check out this movie, get a you know a better understanding of it. Uh, maybe do a little bit of less social media if you feel like your mental health taking over your life. Um, and don't try to petition the government to do anything because it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I did have a note. Um, one thing you said about the heroin use, you said, yeah. oh, a society of heroin users are actually worse off, even though that's the free market. So someone might come and listen to this and say like, um, oh, so you're, so, you know, heroin using society should ban heroin. Um, so just as a footnote, just put that in there. It's like, it's like, no, the, it's up to those individuals to stop using heroin. It's actually, right. even though it's, it, he was saying it more of like, even though there's a short-term demand, market demand for heroin, that doesn't mean that society is, uh, is long-term better off with right. heroin using. And in fact, free market solutions of education and of limiting use is actually the, mo- the most efficient. And, and just going in and sweeping government regulation would be a, a less efficient operation of that right yeah like i'm not an advocate for banning things even if they are detrimental i'm just more of an advocate of you know work on yourself first i think this is uh the most important thing to keep in mind is work on yourself first if social media is negatively affecting your life fix yourself first make sure your mental health is good if you have to quit cold turkey you have to just delete them all delete them all you know if it's that bad it's that bad but you know, if we just if you just need to cut it back, or if you're just not using them that much, then you're probably fine anyway. And you know, right. then you know, if you have kids, I I think it's super important, especially with young girls, to basically keep them aware of what social media is trying to do to them and like the effect it has on them. Because I think it is actually really terrible for young girls' mental health to be constantly competing with other girls on how they look and stuff like that. Like, so you know, if you're a parent. I would say, you know, probably try to limit your kids' social media use. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a parent, but I would just, I, I think that sounds like good advice. Um, and then just tell your friends, say, hey, I cut back on social media and it, it, was, it was a positive impact on my life. And, you know, maybe you should try it too. Um, and to me, that's, that's, how you, that's how you affect change. Um, bottom up, not top down. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, as a society, you know, it's so easy to say like, a person that like saves their paycheck and it's like, oh, I want to go on vacation, so I'm going to save up mm-hmm. all year and go on vacation, and I deserve the. Vac-. It's mm-hmm. like well, that person obviously made a better decision than someone who went and blew their paycheck each week on a case of beer or whatever. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like you, you can look at those two situations and say, yeah, that person that was able to forego, um, forego present consumption for mm-hmm. um, a prolonged. Uh, what I'm trying to say, uh, delay, gra- delay gratification. Somebody who's right. able to delay gratification will probably be better, will in most cases be better off than someone who's is seeking instant gratification. So we see that in with money, but with social media, that's just dopamine. Like that's just a dopamine mm-hmm. stream. Like someone who's is constantly on social media, that's like someone who's seeking that instant gratification rather than someone who right. may read a book is kind of delaying gratification, but then that me- that, They'll, they'll benefit from the lessons in the book way better than they were able to get from those minutes spent on social media. So mm-hmm. we as a society won't look at that person and say, we should ban buying cases of beer 
It's like, right. it, we should ban expenditure of a certain amount of so much. It's like, no, you let people do what they want to with their money. You let people <laughs> right. do what they want to with their time. Um, but it's up to us as individuals to, to delay the gratification and seek the actual optimum solutions for our lives, which we have complete control over. Yes. I think that's a good summary. Sweet. All right, well, see you next time. Thanks for doing less. Peace. Take it easy.